Nation, what is going on? Welcome to another episode of the Hawks Fan TV Podcast. I am your host, joined by my ever-so-handsome co-host, Mr. Derek Fries. What's up, Hawk Nation? What's up, Hawks Nation? Yes, sir. Um, so, yeah, I want, want to uh, go ahead and let you guys know that with the slow news cycle right now for the Hawks, we'll probably do episodes bi-weekly for in the next month or so, which is why this one, uh, the last episode came out two weeks ago. Um, there isn't much going on in the Hawks world right now, as you guys can tell. Um, that Pascal Siakam trade, nothing new has happened. I know it was hilarious. Like, Windhorse the other day was like, there may be a third team with it. And it's like, that's we all know that, Brian. So, um, got to admit, you know, it's just kind of one of those things right now where there's just nothing going on. And that's okay. We can, you know, I was at the Jacks training camp earlier today. I see a bunch of, you know, Hawks fans at up at Flowery Branch. So, point being is, you know, we, we all love football around here. So, it's okay that football is right around the corner. Um but yeah, guys, you know, not not too much going on uh, with 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 the Hawks right now. Really, only thing that's been kind of coming out as news here in the last week or two is something pretty exciting for myself and, and Derek as well. As as we are legitimately considering on making a trip down there to to go to this game, um, but the Hawks are actually now playing an international game two years in a row. We'll be playing the Orlando Magic in Mexico City on November 9th, which does mean that it's a regular season game. Derek was saying off air, you know, the, the one last year, as everybody remembers, that was a preseason game. So, you know, it's the 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 importance of this game being regular season, international. Um, I, I I think it's awesome, man. I, I think it truly shows the NBA views the Hawks as one of their marquee teams and a team that, you know, they're wanting to put on that international stage. So I I think it's I think it's awesome, man. I, I don't know about you. I mean, um, I'm really excited for it. Like I said, I, I'm supposed to be in New York the weekend prior, but like 10 days prior. But, hey, depending on how many homes I sell here <laughs> in the next couple of months, I might be up. I might, I'm legit. Um, we might be doing a live podcast on the road um, in Mexico City because what a treat that will be. Uh, not only, and I think you're absolutely right. Um, if not just the Hawks themselves, at least Trey Young, the league used Trey Young as a very marketable item, an international marketable item, sent him out to Abu Dhabi last year to play the Bucks in preseason. And this year, I mean, yeah, it's the magic, but it's still, we're the ones that get the going this international stuff. So really happy about that. Oh yeah. And really more, more happier if we get to go and do a live podcast from Mexico city. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'll I'll be pumped if we make that happen, man. I don't know if we will, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and really, you know, the lottery tonight, it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> right, 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 exactly, exactly. You know, we'll see if uh, we can put it on the uh, business card for Hawksman TV. We'll we'll see we'll see what Alex can hook us up with. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it's it's cool that that got announced. Other than that, there's not really anything going on. Um, you know, we got you know stuff. The players posting stuff on social media and whatnot, and you know, you can. Read into that pretty heavy. You can read into it not too much. Um, you know, it's it's kind of up to you at that point. I did see it was even posted today, which is you know, we're recording this on August the first. Um, I saw today that Jalen Johnson actually posted a picture of him and LeBron in a gym together training. Um, hoping maybe there's a couple of videos that'll come out of that because obviously those two dudes are incredibly explosive. LeBron a little more explosive than Jalen. I, I I understand that. Um. But no, man, you know, just him training with obviously one of the greatest players of all time. In many people's eyes, the greatest of all time. Uh, I, I I think it's impossible to not, you know, kind of look at that and smile and be like, hell yeah, man, let's let's get that going. And you know what? I got to admit, the whole, you know, theory of having Bronny come to the Hawks in this next year's draft, 
I, you know, I can't lie. It's, it's looking even more likely. So, you know, um, I won't think too much into it, but at the end of the day, it's, it's pretty cool seeing one of our, you know, young players um, who all of us think has a ton of potential um, working out with a, a player at the pedigree of, of a LeBron James. So pretty cool. I mean, um, first of all, I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm about to say. Jalen is not LeBron James, but they're <laughs> built similarly. They are both freaks. They can both run point forward. I mean, of course, Jalen's not on <laughs> LeBron James level, but to be out there with one of the greatest basketball, not one of the greatest basketball players, but one of the greatest basketball minds, say what you want. If I don't care if you're a LeBron James fan, LeBron James fan or you're a, a hater, you have to give respect to the man as a basketball savant. To be around that kind of knowledge and get that kind of, it's only, I mean, I'm more and more excited to really get to see like this Hawks team this year. Just all the little things keep adding up, adding up. Yes, you know, we didn't get to see Occam trade, but this is only going to help us out um, unless we end up having to play LeBron in like the finals. <laughs> and um, he memorizes everything Jalen Johnson does. But I mean, We'll worry about that bridge if we ever make it that if we do make it that far. Hey man, don't worry. The Lakers are not making the finals. So <laughs> um yeah, no, like I said, I won't I won't think too much into it, but again, still still pretty cool that it happened. Um so yeah, so as you guys remember from last week, we did a little history of the Hawks. We went over that 1988 second round series between the Hawks and the Celtics. This week, I am honestly probably even more excited to talk about what we're gonna be talking about with the Hawks because to be completely honest, there may be some of you, you know, young heads out there that haven't heard of, of this gentleman, but I, I think it's hard to be a Hawks fan at this point and not know who Spud Webb is and not know of the legend that is Spud Webb. So we're going to be talking about that 1986 slam dunk contest between Spud Webb and uh, there was some guy named Dominique Wilkins that uh, he was in the championship round against. So we'll we'll get into that before we do, though. Uh, you know, we we got it. We got to pay some bills around here. Um, so we're going to go ahead and let you guys hear our message from our guys over at Firmament Solutions. When you need quick, effective, and accurate data cabling services, call Firmament Solutions. We care about your network infrastructure. Our services are white labeled, so you get the contracts. We provide the services. Our expertise includes low voltage communication, networking, electrical, physical security, and life safety equipment. We're industry leaders, providing 24-hour service coverage. So we ask, when is the best time to have one of our certified technicians assist you? All right, guys. Uh, yeah, so as, as I said before the break, we will um, go ahead and get into that 1986 slam dunk contest. As I mentioned, it was Spud Webb winning it. Um, the reason that, you know, this is all so remembered and, and it's such a legend is because Spud Webb, for those of you that don't know, is 5'6". He's listed at 5'7", some places, but most places listed as 5'6". So you you kind of decide which one you, you want to go with on that one. Uh, you know, so this guy is 5'6", doing these dunks, man. Uh, you know, I, I, I will say his dunks weren't exactly the most athletic things ever, kind of like a Dominique Wilkins or a Dr. J or a Michael Jordan at the time. But people were just, you know, marveled at the fact that this guy who was so short at 5'6", could dunk a basketball on a 10-foot rim. So just really cool. And as I mentioned uh, right before the break, there was some guy that, you know, I think we all know pretty well too, named Dominique Wilkins. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and, you know, he, he beat him in the championship round. So it's 
uh, it's just cool that it was two Hawks players, you know, vying for the championship. I mean, can you imagine if in the slam dunk contest this year, the championship was in Yeka and Jalen? Like, I mean, come on, you know, like that's so cool. Actually, for this to work, I guess it would be Trey and and a Jalen or something, you know, but but still, you know, you get the point, man. So it, it was really cool. And I'm sure for Hawks fans, you know, we weren't lucky enough to be alive in 1986. But, you know, any Hawks fans that were alive back then, I'm sure it was a, a damn cool thing to experience. So, um, yeah, man, it's 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 something that, you know, the the legend and lore that it has, I think, is completely deserved and earned. So I'm, I'm excited to be talking about it. I mean, this. This actual slam dunk contest, besides the fact for Hawks lore, what it means to us with Dominique and Spud Webb, this is actually the dunk contest that changed the whole landscape for what it was. But I think until we get to this point, though, to go into, I think we actually got to have a quick little history on what the dunk contest, what the dunk contest is. This is only the third year of it. And in fact, from 1967 to 1976, dunks were illegal in high school and college. Illegal. And in fact, it was the first slam dunk contest ever was in 1976 with the American Basketball Association, the ABA. And it was actually because they were they were having real bad, bad financial problems. They were competing with the NBA for viewership and they were looking for a gimmick. Huh? Sorry, I said Jackie Moon. Jackie Moon. <laughs> they were looking for a gimmick. And you know where they got inspired for this gimmick for? No other than Julius Irwin, Dr. J himself. At the time with the New York Knicks, Knicks, Nets, wow, not Knicks, Nets. He always had a joke because at the ABA office, there was a um there was a guy there by the name of Jim Keeler. And at the corporate office, he was a financial um, analyst and he was a black guy. And so uh, Dr. J would joke with him is that he was the only black guy in the ABA that couldn't dunk. (laughs) So while they're sitting around, they're like, wait, we are the league of dunkers. We have like the best dunkers. Why don't we just do a contest? And of course, Dr. J wins it later on that year, the ABA NBA merge. They do it kind of as a halftime kind of thing for a year and then it dies. And it doesn't resurface until 1984. Um, and fast forward to, you know, you had Dominique wins in 85. And then this is then leads up to what we're about to talk to now, 1986 with Dominique and a guy who actually Spub was actually asked last minute, a couple of days before. And he said, of course, it's going to take it because he got to go on the Johnny Carson stone. He goes, you don't turn that down. <laughs> but with that being said, um, I'm going to turn it over to you. And this is a little bit of the history there. But let's start. We also got to talk about, we already know about Dominique, but I don't think a lot of people do talk know about Spud Webb. So kind of go over a little bit of what you know about him. And I kind of go over, you know, some oh, yeah. of my- no, man. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the event. Like I said, you know, that's what we're breaking down here, that 1986 dunk contest. Uh, you know, so let's, let's go ahead and go through Spud's dunks, right? His first dunk was a reverse dunk that actually hit off the top of his head and like went through the rim. So there was a ton of confusion at first because a lot of people were like, wait, did the ball even go in? Like what happened? Um, I, I think that's noteworthy for a couple of things. Obviously that's just kind of crazy that happened. One, I feel like because of his size, that that's how that happened. 
because he's so small that he could quickly get under the rim like that with having such a, you know, a, a, a monstrous dunk like that. Still got a 50. Uh, you know, I just thought that was hilarious. It's still still got a 50 across the board uh, on that first dunk. So needless to say, the judges were very impressed whether or not they were confused if, if the ball went in. Um, his second attempt was a reverse same as well, another 50. Again, as I said before, like his dunks weren't exactly these – you know, insane between the leg 360s, you know, a la Vince Carter, you know, in the early 2000s or anything like that, or especially anything like we see today, right? It was just insane that a guy that is 5'6", and, you know, for <laughs> for those of you that, you know, 5'6", five, 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 is, you know, for an NBA player is is pretty pretty small, guys. I, I, I'm i 6'4", myself, uh, Spud Webb, you know, I tower over him, and I, I'm, I'm just a regular dude. You know what I mean? So... Insane that he's able to do something like that at that size. So, well, I mean, let's put this in perspective. He is one of only two players ever under six foot tall to win the dunk contest. The other one being, of course, Nate Nate Robinson, Robinson, who was coached by Spud Webb. Exactly. But I don't really think people like when you say that that 360, I don't really think people understand what this moment was, too. This was not only a five foot six guy. This was a rookie. He was drafted in the fourth round back when the NBA used to have seven rounds. Now we're down to two. But, yeah, there used to be seven rounds. They were drafted by the Detroit Pistons. He didn't even make it to training camp. They cut him. He got picked up by the Hawks. um, And actually, they were trying to cut him. The coach didn't want him. Um, Doc Rivers, there's a, uh, a funny video where Doc Rivers talking about he's sitting there in a cast, first day of practice, him and Dominique are talking. And he just watched this short dude just run up and down the court faster than anything and saw him just flying by people. And Doc turns to Dominique and says, dang, I need to I need to get better faster because uh, this dude's a problem. I mean, he actually had to start the first game for us, and he scored 12 points with nine, nine assists, if I remember right. I mean, so this guy was in his rookie year, not only five or six, but a rookie year. Just kind of, he played for, you know, Jimmy V at NC State was beloved there, but this dude just came out of nowhere. And to do a 360 dunk with, he can't even palm the ball. That's incredible. Right. No, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, um, you know, again, to be that size, do those dunks. The dunk that he actually won it with, won it with was a, an alley-oop, a, a personal alley-oop off the backboard, um, same dunked it with one hand and, you know, beat Dominique Wilkins in the championship round. But, you know, I I, I do I will say this. I, I think it's worth mentioning at least. The slam dunk contest was in Dallas that year. Spud Webb is from Dallas. And there was a lot of, um, I, just for lack of a better term, I'll use the word controversy because – People like, you know, a Gerald Wilkins and a Dominique Wilkins and these towering NBA athletes, you know, had arguably better dunks than Spud Webb in the in that given contest. But Spud Webb still won. And, you know, they made the argument of that it's because the home crowd would lose it every single time he dunked it because, you know, that was, you know, his his home his hometown. So, um, you know, I won't make that argument. I just I feel like it's, you know, I want to I want to cover all bases here, make sure we're, you know, touching touching everything here. Uh, but you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, man, it's to, to me, like you said, at that point, this was the, the fourth same dunk contest. Dominique won it the year before Spud just, just won it in 86. So at that point, man, there's been four dunk contests. 
excuse me, and 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 Atlanta Hawk has won half of them. And it wasn't even the same player, right? Because the the, the only team at that point and and for over a decade, well over a decade of the same dunk contest, there's only two teams that had multiple winners on it, uh, at least a player that won it multiple times. The Hawks had Dominique Wilkins and Spud Webb, and then eventually Josh Smith, I believe it was in 2005. Uh, but the other team was the Chicago Bulls. Well, that was just one guy. It was just Michael Jordan, you know. So I, I have to admit that it, it I, I think, you know, I will, I will say it with confidence and conviction that the Atlanta Hawks were the kings of the slam dunk contest in its heyday. So I, 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 we can, we can definitely put our, hang our hats on that one for sure. I mean, having the human highlight reel definitely can help you as much as we talked about how a little home cooking helped out Spud Webb here. 88 was the one where he really got screwed by the home cooking when they were in Chicago against Michael Jordan, against a former Bears player as a judge and some other like Chicago people. Like even Michael Jordan apparently came up to Dominique years later and told him, yeah, you really won that. So Dominique had the misfortune of playing two, going against two dudes on their home court. But, but what you said earlier about the better dunks and – Spud, you know, might not have the better dunks, not as explosive. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have like a dunk named after him, like you know, Dominique does with like a as a nuclear bomb blast, whatever he called it, <laughs> one of those things. This was the year that it became a spectacle, like I said. This, but in the past, it was all about more of the hey, like the high flyer guys. This was the year that really the crowd kind of did take it over, and, and it, you could actually feel you saw it, like. I, I remember after he dunked for the first time, he played Spud played a psychological warfare in this in this dunk contest. Before when everyone else was warming up, all the guys were talking about, you know, Neek's out there throwing off the backboard, slamming it down. Spud's is out there like it's a layup line. Just boom, boom. He never practiced, he never showed anyone at practice. He never practiced. All he did was do the stuff he already knew he could do in high school and college. It was it was so funny because this all-Star Weekend had two of the greatest examples of psychological warfare on both on both sides. There's the Spud Webb, hey, I'm going to be unassuming, I'm going to look like nothing, and then I'm going to come in and wow you. Like, to see Michael Jordan's reaction at some of Spud Webb's moves, even Dominique after his first slam, when he goes, goes by him, Dominique looks at him like, where did that come from? The element of surprise. The other one was, this was also the year of the 86 three-point contest. And it was the inaugural one, and that's when Larry Bird falls into the locker room right before they go out and say, which one of y'all is coming in second? So this was a, a pretty big all-star weekend. Um, but, you know, it was – No, it, it's – it's uh, that's that's part of it, you know, and, you, and you, you said it best. Like, if you go back and watch the actual videos of it, the reactions of all the players every time Spud has one of his dunks, you know, I it's, it's less like, you know – you know, you see the reactions now when a dunk happens, they're all, you know, you know, jumping up and down or, you know, doing this like that. They were all just kind of shocked, you know, like, like what the, what is happening right now? I didn't know this guy could do this. So, you know, and to kind of like relate it to something a little more current day, like you said, there's only been two guys ever under six foot that have won the same dunk contest. Most of our listeners should be old enough to remember when Nate Robinson did win, you know, his, his dunk contests. Um, and I, do, I'm sure we all remember how cool that was, man. It was so cool to watch a guy that size do those kind of dunks, 
And, um, you know, Spud Webb, he paved the way for, for guys like that. You know, uh, the Nate Robinson, the Mumsy Bogues, the, the, you know, I mean, in, in, in some ways, the, even the Trey Youngs, the ideas of these guys that are so small that they can't make it in the NBA because of their size. So, you know, Spud Webb was truly, you know, one of the pioneers um, of being a smaller player in the league and winning something like the dunk contest. I think, you know, he made it a point to win it. I think he knew the importance of it. And, you know, I mean, hey, I, I like I said, I'm not I'm not a short king myself, but I still look out for short kings. And I'm telling you, man, he knew what he was doing for short kings out there. He, he, he knew he knew he was, you know, defeating a stereotype, if you will. And that that that's that's huge, man. So that's that's something beautiful about sports. Now, I will say we'll be remiss. I know this we're talking about in particular this 86 slam dunk contest. But Spud Webb was a lot more than that, too. The man played over <laughs> 800 games in the NBA at 5'6", with a career 9.9 points per game average, 2.1 total rebounds per game, and 5.5 <laughs> assists. I watched if you're, if you're getting out-rebounded by Spud Webb, like, I don't, I don't know how you're sleeping that night. <laughs> Dominique had a great story about him slamming on Kareem for the first time. Like, one of the first times he's – this is supposedly one of the first times he saw him dunk, but I went back and looked at, you know, his rookie season, and he didn't even – they didn't even play the Lakers until after the All-Star break. But um, he said the whole place is, was in shock. He's telling me he said, I threw it up. Spud goes back. looks like he's about to lay it up. Kareem thinks he's going to lay up, and Spud just goes, uh-uh. <laughs> Yammed on him. And he said the whole arena just goes silent for like four seconds, and then everyone loses their – damn mind oh yeah oh yeah well yeah man you know we'll we uh i guess one one last comment but before we, we get out of here uh you know i know we mentioned at the towards the beginning uh that gerald wilkins dominique's little brother also uh was in the slam dunk contest gerald wilkins never winning a slam dunk contest uh like his brother did uh, and Gerald actually, you know, averaged double digit points in almost every single one of his seasons in the NBA, which that was a shock to me. I honestly like I'll, I'll admit that, you know, I was a little little novice on that one. I, I didn't realize that Gerald Wilkins was actually a a damn good player, but just could never get out of the uh, the shadow of, of Dominique, man. So I just thought that was a pretty interesting tidbit about this this slam dunk contest as well. So. I mean, it's yeah, it's I didn't know until like a couple of years ago he had played to be honest i mean it's <laughs> yeah, <right. one> of <laughs> those... <laughs> i mean I'm no, no, real, no disrespect really. no disrespect uh but you know hey that's 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 uh another neat little factoid of this was what terrence stanberry won three he took he was out of the league in like three years but went to three dunk contests yeah yeah like actually the, it's funny i have the same note it was a, a true dunk contest guy terrence played three full nba seasons and participated in the dunk contest all three years so that's funny and he plays third actually plays third every year yep, three, exactly. three, three. So he was he was all about them threes man um but yeah man like i said we'll go to get, get get you guys out on that one uh you know as i mentioned in the beginning of the episode on our next episode won't be coming out for a couple of weeks. We're going to do bi-weekly for now. Just, you know, the news cycle's a little slow. If something does happen, if we make that Siakam trade or whatever, we, we'll definitely get an episode out uh, pretty, pretty quickly. You know, um, it's it's not that we don't want to record every week. There just isn't too much to talk about right now. Uh, but I will go ahead and let you know that our next episode, when we do our third segment of Hawks history, I'll let you guys know that we're going to talk about Mr. Lou Hudson. Uh, Lou Hudson is actually going to be um, the, the oldest 
Hawk or event or whatever you want to talk about that we, that we will cover um, as he played in the seventies. Uh, so, you know, he was, he was a, a hell of a score was actually the Hawks leading scorer for the longest time before obviously Dominique eventually took that over. Uh, but still, you know, uh, it, it's a player that to be completely honest, I think when I went back and watched his film, it's one of those guys like, man, he could still put up 20, 20 points a game in, in today's game. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that as I also think, unlike a Celtics and Hawks series and Spud Webb, maybe not too many of you have heard of Lou Hudson. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into that one. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. It's not Liver Pepper Lou, it's Lou Hudson. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, one thing I did forget to sell, Mac, and um, I, I just want to kind of let people know the like, difference between today's league and that league. Spud Webb won $12,500, which was a sixth of his salary for that year. Oh, how the times have changed. 12500 is fine money now in the NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah. NBA has come a long way, man. It's uh, And it's because of things like the 1986 dunk contest. So there we go. Full circle, baby. We did it. Uh, but, yeah, guys, we'll go ahead and get you out of here on that one. As always, we want to thank you guys for the support of Fox Fan TV. You guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Actually, I guess it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. Follow us on X and X Instagram. Not uh, X videos, TV. just X. <laughs> yeah, not, don't, no X videos, just 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 X. Uh, follow us on X and Instagram at HawksFanTV.com. Uh, sorry, at HawksFanTV. Check out our website at HawksFanTV.com. That's where you find all of our content, like our articles. And um, I did some feud reviews back in the day, so definitely go check those out. Uh, but yeah, guys, be looking on looking out for that episode coming out in a couple weeks. If not, before then, if, if a trade or something like that happens, we'll, we'll definitely get that out. But if not... We will see you guys in a couple weeks. And uh, as always, go Hawks, baby. Go Hawks. Y'all take care now.